Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. Well, good evening, everyone. This is the Tell Like It Is radio broadcast here tonight with Pastor Bob Simons. We're from the New Life Pentecostal Church right here in Dickinson. If you want to get involved with the program tonight, if you have any questions or comments, please feel free to give us a call uh, in studio, 701-225-5133. Uh, again, that number is 701-225-5133 if you'd like to call us in studio. Or you can text us tonight any questions or comments or just let us know you're listening or where you're listening from. You can text us 701-290-7862. Again, text us 701-290-7862. And if you're out of country and you'd like to email us, our email address, address tonight is robertsimons58 at gmail.com. Thank you, Seth. And it's good to be with you tonight on the Tell It Like It Is radio show. The uh, first people that texted me, I want to say hello to Tristan, Braden, Colin. Good to have you guys listening tonight. And um, just uh, always fun to have you text me or email me during the program, plus any questions, comments, just about everything I get is really encouraging, and that's always exciting. Sometimes I'll get a question. Once in a while I'll get somebody that will argue with me about something or try to, but but uh, but even then it's usually always respectful. So I'm just going to re-say what, what Seth said. Uh, text me tonight, 701-290-7862. Email me, robertsimons58 at gmail.com and let me know that you're listening. And it seems like, to me anyway, it seems like our listenership just keeps growing and growing and growing somewhat from the texts I get and then also from the people that I talk to that say they're listening, all the local people. If you're tuning in on Holy Ghost Radio before you were listening, we've been on the air here locally at in this AM station, KDIX, for I think um, 17 years now or something like that, coming up on 17 years um, so it's been uh, been a lot of fun. I've enjoyed this. I really, really have. Doing radio is, hey, the Hostetlers from Pens- uh, Pennsylvania are listening tonight. Good to have those guys listening. I heard some th- good things about you this last week at the General Conference. So, um, but anyway, I'm I just, just giving you a little more information. I'm just rambling here, but I pastored the New Life Pentecostal Church, which is at 105 7th Avenue West in Dickinson, North Dakota. And our next service is Wednesday night at 7.30. We have a special speaker. This will be like the fourth Wednesday in a row that we've had a special speaker. So so um, that's been really fun for me, enjoyable for me. And uh, our beach service is, is Tuesday nights at 7.30 at the Beach Community Center. So that's 60 miles for you listening online. That's 60 miles west of here. We have a daughter work there with several families already in the daughter work. 
and eventually going to see a full-fledged church there in Beach, um, which um, I believe, if the Lord tarries, we're going to see uh, Pentecostal churches all across this southwest North Dakota area. That's kind of the area I feel responsible for to see churches started and, and uh, got a lot of good uh, good people in our church here in Dickinson that are going to help me see those dreams come true. So so I'm excited about it. And uh, if you're listening tonight from any of those other areas, we're hoping to have a church there someday. Uh, Kildare, um, Hedinger, Bowman, um, you know, Watford City. Yeah, we've and hopefully the Williston Church gets that one ready. Tonight I want to talk about something that <coughs> kind of been talking about at the uh, at the um, uh, jail today a little bit, talking about it last week in our Sunday school class. Uh, there's an epidemic of depression in our country. I want to just start out by, I'm not going to start out with the scripture today, but I will get into the scripture. But have you ever noticed that, that McDonald's gets a lot of flack for... Um, People want to sue McDonald's for, um, uh, not for hot coffee, but they're trying to sue McDonald's for serving unhealthy food. Um, the, um, the, there are people that are, health organizations are always threatening McDonald's because they place a toy in the Happy Meal to sell the Happy Meal. And these, these health organizations say that McDonald's food is bad for you. And I, there's three points here I want to just say. Is the food really bad for you, or is moderation the key? Like, is a half of a Big Mac really bad for you? But I know five Big Macs are bad for you. I, I believe they are. Uh, number two, why can't parents help their children to make good decisions? I mean, like, why is this McDonald's' fault? But here's the one I want to talk about. Does a Happy Meal make you happy? Uh, we take our children to McDonald's, and they lust for the meal that comes with the little toy prize in it the the little um uh this marketing genius called happy meal uh, you're not just buying fries you're not just buying mcnuggets you're not just getting a dinosaur stamp but you're buying hap- happiness for your children uh and so their advertisements have convinced children that there's a there is a mcdonald sized hole in the heart of every person that only McDonald's can fill. fill. Uh, there's a there's a vacuum in their souls, and it's only shaped as the McDonald golden arch, arches, and and so our hearts are restless until they find the Happy Meal. And so, um, you know, and so I know as a as a parent, a cheapskate parent. Um, I never bought my kids the Happy Meal. Now, Mom, Grandma did, Mama did sometimes, but I just thought I could buy something cheaper. Like, I could take a quarter and buy that toy somewhere else and still get a better deal on the food. You know you know what I'm saying? So, But my kids, so my kids were the underprivileged kids that never really got the Happy Meal. I was that tight-fisted, penny-pinching cheapskate of a parent who would deny my children the great joy of a happy meal but the problem with the happy meal and, and i'm going to get into my topic here in just a little bit but it wears the happy wears off uh, no child ever discovered true lasting happiness in a happy meal i mean like seth did you ever eat a happy meal at mcdonald's 
Do you ever tell your parents, Dad, I remember that Happy Meal you bought me back in 1998? You know, that, that Happy Meal, Dad, that you bought me meant so much to me. What great joy, Dad, I found there in that Happy Meal. No, no, no kids ever said that. Now, let me tell you this. Happy Meals only bring true happiness to McDonald's. <laughs> you ever wonder why Ronald McDonald has that big grin on his face? 20 billion Happy Meals. That's why. That's why he's happy. Uh, and when you get older, you don't get any smarter. It's just Happy Meals get way more expensive. That's what happens. In Exodus chapter 2 and verse 21, the Bible said, And Moses was content to dwell with the man, and he gave Moses Zipporah his daughter. We read here that Moses, even though he had lived a lot higher before as the son of Pharaoh, was content when he lived in the wilderness with his wife and his family. And this broadcast tonight, we're going to talk about, I mean, we could title it, Does a Happy Meal Make You Happy? I want to talk about contentment. I want to talk about, I'm, ta- I'm going to talk about depression tonight. I'm going to talk about peace and joy in the Holy Ghost tonight. Text me, 701-290-7862. i got ten of them sitting here i got to read. So. Preacher man, preacher man, don't tell me no lies. That believe and you're saved junk with comes televised. That fable may make money for the fornicating Jimmy. But the message of salvation is the one that you should give me. Tell it like it is. Tell it like it is. I do not want to go to hell, so tell it like it is. Tell it like it is. Tell it like it is. I do not want to go to hell, so tell it like it is. They told me I was saved when I ate the dough God host. But I've seen in the Bible that I need the Holy Ghost. They said that I could get it with a tap on the head. But first I've got to die so God can raise me from the dead. Tell it like it is. Tell it like it is. I do not want to go to hell, so tell it like it is. Tell it like it is. Tell it like it is. I do not want to go to hell, so tell it like it is. The priest and the prophet have erred through strong drink. They are swallowed up of wine. They err in vision. They stumble in judgment. For all tables are full of vomit and filthiness, so that there is no place clean. Don't tell me that I'm fine and should put away my fears. I bought that lie before it only goopy-goop my ears. It's hypocrisy so thick that now I want to puke it. And I'm sorry, my friend, if that offends your hermeneutic. Tell it like it is, tell it like it is. I do not want to go to hell, so tell it like it is. Tell it like it is, tell it like it is. I do not want to go to hell, so tell it like it is. Tell it like it is, tell it like it is. I do not want to go to hell, so tell it like it is. Tell it like it is, tell it like it is. I do not want to go to hell, so tell it like it is. Tell it like it is.
That song is where we came up with the name, the Tell It Like It Is radio broadcast. Um, many, many years ago, we started the broadcast without a name. We had a contest for somebody making a name up for the broadcast, and then finally we settled on Tell It Like It Is. And so this is not for the meek. It's not for the for the uh, uh, tender-hearted always, but it's we, you know I, I I handle subjects sometimes that maybe you I know a lot of pastors are listening on Holy Ghost Radio. You probably wonder why is he doing this on a AM radio station? You know I think people are really sick and tired of churches that don't tell it like it is. I, I really do. I think people they want to know where you stand, even when they disagree with you. Um, you know, there are people that I talk to that I've got a good friend in town, um, that I buy coffee from that we don't agree on a lot of political things, but we're still friends and I know exactly where he stands. And, and I, I, um, I don't think people are turned off by that. I think people are turned off if you start thinking you're better than they are, smarter than they are, those type of things. So tonight, uh, we're talking about some things that we're going to get into that possibly could, could, um, offend somebody. We're, we're talking about the concept of true happiness and how our country is not involved in true happiness. A little later in the broadcast, I'm going to go off with some statistics I was just reading. And, um, you know, and I, I found out by looking these statistics up, there there's some variation in them, but 70% of Americans are on a prescription drug. That seems like a lot. And we were talking about this, Tim and Joe and I were talking about this and there's a whole bunch more that are on that are medicating themselves with alcohol and other kinds of drugs that aren't even on the grid work. You know, before there was prescription drugs, there was a lot of people that medicated themselves with alcohol for, you know, different kinds of pain in their life and so on. And so I, I want to talk about this tonight. I want to talk about the root cause of people that medicate themselves with alcohol and also people that go and get certain types of medication. Uh, from the uh, pharmacist and from their doctor, um, and and maybe some of the, and if I get to that tonight, maybe some of the statistics are going to astound you. But uh, Paul said in Hebrews thirteen five and six, let your conversation. Oh, by the way, hello to everybody listening. I wrote down some of the names: Elena, Lawrence, Carl, Jeannie, Eric, uh, the Felliners, uh, Lori, Javier, listening tonight. Um, the um, just got an email from a lady that in our church that just was baptized today in Jesus' name, who was very, very excited. I'm, I'm glad for her. We're talking about God's intention for us is to be content. Hebrews 13, 5 and 6, Let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as you have. For he hath said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. So we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. Uh, Paul went on to say in Philippians 4.11, Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. I know how to be abased. I know how to abound everywhere in all things. I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. First Timothy 6.8, Paul said, Having food and raiment, let us be there with content. And so uh, I want to talk about this tonight. I want to talk about the fact that we are we are living probably in an age where there is more discontent than any any age um, that there has ever been. And it's funny because in America we have everything. 
We have, I preached about it today, we have abundance of food. We have, we don't have to work as hard. We've got the conveniences of life. We have indoor plumbing. We have electricity. We have uh, vehicles. We have uh, uh, such a wide selection of of entertainment. Uh, there is there is uh, probably never been a time in history where there are so many options to do so many things, and we have more people that are discontent and more people that are miserable, probably percentage wise, than there has ever been before. And I and I really don't think there's a lot of room for arguing this point. I I think that um, that there it is an epidemic um, that we are in right now um, that people are are um, discontent that people are unhappy like like um, like and I know that the, much of this is driven by media like happily married people they they look at media and a husband thinks oh my wife should look like that instead. And now they're discontent with the wife that God has given them, and they think that they'd be happier with some other wife. There's so much discontent. And so uh, tonight I want to say the world's remedies for contentment and happiness will not make you content or happy. A happy meal won't make you happy. A Snickers bar really won't satisfy you. You know, what? what does it say on a Snickers bar? It really satisfies you know, think about this. A Snickers bar does not satisfy you. Uh, this, this, uh, we have, have been sold a bill of goods. And right now, uh, let me read it, let me read a scripture in Romans fourteen seventeen. For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Our joy and our peace have little to do with our external surroundings or happenings. happenings. Um, faith crea- creates hope, and, convi- and combined with the Spirit of God, it brings an inner peace and joy that have nothing to do with your exterior circumstances. This is, there is a, there is a, the designer of the universe this God-sized hole that people talk about all the time is not a McDonald's-sized hole. It's a God-sized hole. Only God can bring satisfaction. You know, when I was a boy growing up, I used to listen to a lot of rotten music. And uh, one of the groups that I listened to was a group by the Ro- called the Rolling Stones. People used to come up to me on the street and say, you look like Mick Jagger. He was the lead singer of the Rolling Stones. And my wife, when she saw a picture of Mick Jagger, said, oh, he's ugly. You know, my wife thought I was pretty handsome. But but uh, Mick Jagger wrote a song called, and, and the words of the song, the chorus of the song said, I can't get no satisfaction. I try and I try and I try and I try. Can't get no satisfaction. No, no, no. And you know what? Mick, you're looking in the wrong place. You can't, all the women you've had, all the money you've had, all the fame and popularity that you've had, all the things that you've got to see, that is the song of this world. You can't, a happy meal does not fit into the God-sized hole. And so 
this joy and peace come through righteousness. They come through the Holy Ghost. Romans fifteen thirteen, Paul said, Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that ye may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. There was There's a friend of mine who was locked up in this county jail uh, several years ago. This friend of mine murdered his girlfriend, murdered her, killed her. And in jail, he came to a knowledge of God. And his testimony was, for the first time in my life, I'm happy. Now, here again, he's not happy that his girlfriend was killed and that he killed her. He was happy because he came to a knowledge of God. And now he's locked up for what seems like the rest of his life. I think the earliest he could get out would be at 68 years old, 66 years old. And I've chosen to be a friend with him. He and I are friends. I go and see him in in the state penitentiary service maybe every six weeks to two months. I try to get down there. Why is in the world is this man happy? Because, see, his happiness has nothing to do with exterior circumstances. Misery, anxiety, and depression are the opposite of righteousness, joy, and peace. And so I think, here's what I think. You that are listening to me on Holy Ghost Radio, you that are listening to me that are disciples of Jesus, When you live below what God wants you to have with the righteousness, joy, and peace, you are doing more damage to Christianity than Darwin ever did, than Huxley ever did, than Stalin ever did. You are doing more than Mao ever did because your frown and your, your unhappiness is painting a picture that God never intended us to have. Jesus said, I came to give you life, and that more abundantly. You know, there, there is, there is, you can live for Jesus way below what you're supposed to have. You know, there, there, there is a joy, there is a peace, and if you are a disciple of Jesus and you are not walking in the joy and peace of God, uh, you need somebody needs to slap you up and say, "Listen up!" Not only for your benefit, but for the benefit of those around you. You know what my my opinion is? Now, here again, for you that aren't disciples of Jesus, just listening, you can just kind of you know tune me out for just a minute here. But there needs to be more joy in 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 Pentecostal homes. There needs to be joy. There needs to be happiness. There needs to be dancing. There needs to be laughing. There needs to be fun. You know, some children don't live for God when they get older because there wasn't the joy and peace in their home that there should have been. Okay, enough said there. I'm not here to criticize God's people. I'm not. But I'm, I'm telling you this, that, that God wants us to have joy and peace in our life. Now, let me get back to my subject. There is an epidemic of, of uh, unhappiness in our world, in our country especially. I can't say our world I was reading some of these things. Some of these statistics are old, but from 1999 to 2012, there was a 400% increase of people taking antidepressants. 400%. Uh, An article from 2011, this is 2011, this is five years old, said 23% of women 
between the ages of in their 40s and 50s are on antidepressant. Like one out of four. Now, men, it's way less than that. But one uh, said there's two and a half times more women on antidepressants than men. Um, the uh, This is a little newer, but it said 70% of Americans are on prescription drugs right now for something. And here again, this this is not including the amount of people that are medicating, self-medicating themselves with alcohol, uh, even tobacco, which is kind of a sedative. Um, they're medicating themselves with all kinds of things. Of course, illegal drugs. Uh, the, in in this in this seventy percent, the number one is heart medications. Number two is antidepressants, and number three is prescription pain pills. This is the seventy percent, and these statistics uh, here again. It's not that important that I'm exactly right here, but I'm going to tell you we are living in an epidemic of things that are going wrong with people, and. I believe that much of this is spiritual. Maybe not the heart so much, because some of that's genetic. But I believe even the stress that's caused, you know, stress, Tim was talking about stress and, and how heart problems and stress are related. Much of, much of heart problems are related to stress. Stress is not God's will for your life. Joy and peace are kind of the opposite of stress. Isn't that right? Like peace, stress, isn't that the opposite? Um, there, there, this, this, this is why I'm telling you this epidemic that is happening is, is, uh, is because of, much of it's because of the lack of spirituality, true spirituality of people. I've, I've said tongue in cheek for years that if you want to invest your money in something and make a lot of money, invest it in pharmaceutical stock. This is, this is not only what's going on now. This is the wave of the future. People will take this pill, they'll take that pill, but they won't take the gospel. You know, they, they won't. They, they, they'll, they are trying to find in a pill what God has offered to us by His Spirit. This last Wednesday night, we had an evangelist here. Uh, what a God thing this was. I, I think it was. Um, I've got a, had a young man living with me this week. His his uh, just the way it worked out. Uh, he needed a place to stay for a week. His uncle was out of town, and so this fourteen year old guy was living with me. Man, this guy can eat. Do you know that? I mean, that that boy can eat. He really can eat. And so Monday night, I thought I'm going to take him to Pizza Ranch. He and this evangelist. And uh, and boy, did he! I mean, I I just hadn't seen anybody ever eat that much for a long long time. He ate several plates of food, and then. I, I wondered if he was done, and he brought a whole plate of chicken out, fried chicken. I mean, a whole plate, big breasts and everything. Just, And I'm like, are you going to eat all that? Yep. He ate the whole works. And then he got dessert. I don't know why I said all that, but I'm just saying, uh, at the pizza ranch, we ran into these people that have visited our church a few times. And I introduced them to this evangelist. I said, he's preaching Wednesday night. I don't think they've ever been there on a Wednesday night. And this man said, we're going to make an effort to be there. And Wednesday night they were there, and God filled them with his spirit on Wednesday night. And you talk about excited, he and his wife. They are excited about what God's doing in their life. Being filled with God's spirit and walking with God is the answer to much of the depression that's going on today. 
Um, you know, there are there are all kinds of things that people are are blaming. Uh, let me tell you, the answer to to the alcoholic, the answer to the drug addict, is what I'm talking about tonight. What what I was looking for in drugs and in the bottle as a young man, uh, I found it in the Holy Ghost and in righteousness. Um, you know, there, there, we have the answer to those that are blaming everything else for their unhappiness. Uh, <clears throat> there are people that are blaming their spouse because they're unhappy. Well, I'm unhappy because I'm married to this woman. You're unhappy because you're not right with God. That's why you're unhappy. That's why you're drinking. That's why you're using drug. That's why you're taking prescription pain pills, for the most part. Now, here again, um, our prescription antidepressants. And I, like I said, what I just said is going to make some people really mad. I, you know, and I'm sorry. But we, you know, we are living in a world where children are on antidepressants. Something is wrong. Like when I was a child, it was not ideal. When I was a child, my dad was a bad drinker. Um, you know, there was turmoil in our home. I'll have to tell you this. My dad never hurt me or abused me or anything like that, but I was scared. I was afraid my parents were going to split up. I'm so thankful for my mother that she stuck it out. My dad eventually quit drinking and I just so thankful for my mother. But, but you know what? I was a happy child. I mean, I was, I like, it's hard for me to imagine a child on antidepressants. But there is a spirit of depression in our world that is coming from the fact that nobody knows why we're here in the first place. There's no purpose. There's no reason for existence. People are living like animals. They work. They eat. They have sex. They entertain themselves. And they're thinking, they go to bed at night thinking, isn't there anything more than this? I'm here tonight to tell you, yes, there is more than this. We're going to play a song. Text me tonight, 701-290-7862. You're listening to me live on the Tell It Like It Is radio show. in my heart and salvation in my soul it's a long road yes it's a long road well it might be a long road but i'll make it to the city someday now don't tell me no story about reincarnation i've never seen a holy cow look anything like my lord there's just one in your heart and salvation in your soul it's a long road Yes, and there's more than just a lake. 
Hey everyone, you're listening to the Tell It Like It Is show. Appreciate all of you that are texting me tonight, that are listening to me live. And um, got a special text here from Jason and Dania. They're down in at the hospital in Minnesota with their, their little son James, who has got the doctors baffled down there. And I think maybe it would be in order if we just took a moment and prayed. Prayed even on the air, some of you that are listening, this is a, a couple that goes to a Pentecostal church in West Fargo that has a son that has been having seizures. Lord Jesus, we pray for this little James today. We ask you to touch him. God, we pray for healing. God, we ask you completely heal him, completely take away whatever's causing these seizures and these things in his life. In the name of Jesus. Just kind of getting back to our topic tonight, the... Um, uh, in fact, I had a really neat report here about somebody just told me that we are talking about taking pills. She said, two months ago I was taking eight pills every morning, and since the services with Brother Erpelding, she said, I'm taking none. <laughs> That's pretty cool. You know, um, we're talking about tonight this epidemic of people trying. People are miserable. They're depressed. They're unhappy. Uh, they're ch- now their children are depressed and unhappy. Their children are on all kinds of medications. They've even got diagnosis is now what is it oppositional defiant disorder that every time like you're smiling Seth every time I hear that I get a big grin on my face like what child didn't go through that like you know but now we've got a new disorder for that oppositional defiant disorder and we're going to give them some kind of pill to sedate these kids so that they're not so oppositional and defiant some of this is just bad parenting it it is. It's just bad parenting. That's what it is. 
Okay, sorry. And here again, I, I got a feeling this may be one of the most hated broadcasts I've ever done. Because the 70% of you out here listening, some of you are going to get mad at me that are, that are on some kind of drug or you got your kid on some kind of drug. That last song that Lance Appleton was saying, it's a long road, but I'm going to make it someday. The pill of any kind seems like a easy road. Like, just take the pill. You're, oh, your kid's having trouble in school? Give them a pill. That'll help them. That'll settle them down. With God... It's not that easy, but it works. Like, like for instance, if you go to the doctor and you say, Doctor, I just don't feel good. I'm depressed. He may give you medication, and it may seem to help you. But I'm telling you, 10 years from now, you'll be on that medication still, and you'll still be depressed. With God, it may seem like it doesn't work right away. Because the Bible talks about God and the law of the harvest. It's a planting and it's a reaping. Like if you've been planting misery in your life, you are reaping misery now, and there's a pill out there that can seem to fix it. But with God, what you need to do is start planting joy and peace now. And eventually, you will start to reap it. You know, there there is there is a um, you know I mentioned this scripture earlier, but Jesus talked about this in John ten and ten. He said, "The thief cometh to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I have come that they might have life, and that they might have it more abundantly." These things have I spoken, this is John fifteen eleven. now, these things have I spoken to you that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. Was Jesus lying here? Was this joy that he's talking about just for a select few? You that are listening to this broadcast tonight, if you don't have joy in your life, why don't you have joy? Do you think it's just for a few people? Do you think that your joy is contingent upon exterior circumstances? Like if I could just get a better job, if I could just get a better house, if I could just get a better car, if I could just get out of debt, if I could just, that I'd be happy? See, this is the fallacy. Years ago, one of my relatives, she told me, they had at this time in their life, they had four children or three children, and the fourth one wasn't born yet. The uh, They were living in an apartment with three children, and it was a little crowded, and it was a little hectic. And she told me, if we could just get a house, I'd be happy. And I told her, I don't believe that. I don't believe it has anything to do with it. I don't believe having more room, having a bigger garage, has anything to do with happiness. The sad part of that story is eventually they did get a house, a really nice house. They had their fourth child. And then they got a really nice brand new house out in the country with acreage and horses and a barn. And then they got divorced. You see, I'm not happy to tell you this story, and I'm not mentioning any names. Some of my relatives are listening. They'll know who I'm talking about. But 
having a big house won't make you happy. You single people out there, getting married won't make you happy. It won't. If you're, if you're not happy in the first place, there isn't a person in this world that can make you happy. You married people out there that think you're, I said this earlier, but if you think it's your spouse that's making you unhappy, no, I, I met, I've met people in the, over the years who, for instance, have spouses that are not living for God, that are very happy people. There was a man in our Bismarck church named Bud, uh, Bud Perry, and had a wife that wasn't Pentecostal. And I remember being around them. And like Bud would always be sneaking, trying to talk to his wife about God. One day we were having lunch, Bud and Carol and I, and I was working on their house. He goes, well, tell me, Brother Bob, how was it again that you came to God? And she goes, Bud, now you stop that. <laughs> but, you know, even then they were happy. He was happy. Like, he was happy. See, you can you can be married to a spouse that isn't living for God, and it certainly can cause turmoil in your life. But is your happiness contingent upon another person? And let me ask you this. Is that fair? The reason I'm not happy is because of Susie. That's a lot of, a lot of weight to put on somebody else. You see, this is the problem. This is the, what we've been sold on. This is what the advertising agencies have done to us. Snickers really satisfies. You know, uh, owning a certain kind of car will make you happy. When I was, when I, as a contractor, I'm, you, some of you know, local people know that I own, uh, Simon's Homes here in town. We do siding, windows, roofing, and gutters. Does anybody, did I just get free advertising on that? Okay. Well, what's our office number again? I can't remember. 225-6255. Don't call me right now. We're busy. <laughs> but, but, you know, Tim, when I was young like you and I'd, I'd see, um, you know, I didn't have the greatest pickups. You know, I mean, they ran okay, but I didn't have the greatest vehicles because I have this thing about debt. I just hate it. I don't like debt. So I, I drove these pickups and they wasn't, they weren't the greatest, but I'd see these Dodge diesels. Back then, these Dodge Cummins diesels had just come out, like in 1988, uh, the Dodge Cummins diesels, three quarter tons, supposed to make 18 to 20 on the highway. I'm like, man, that is what I want. And I and I thought I need to buy you know I they I could have bought a brand new Dodge Cummins diesel in 1988 for for I think twelve thousand dollars it was only a two wheel drive and uh, and I my dad talked me out of buying it you know like you know he just talked me out of it but you know what a little later than that in 2004 I bought a brand new one and in 2005 I bought another brand new one in our business we had two brand new Dodge Cummins diesels pickups. And you know what I found out? They didn't make me happy. In fact, the one I had, I couldn't drive it because I was afraid of scratching it. Like I couldn't, I couldn't lean a window against the pickup. I, I never did lean a window against it. I didn't want to scratch the inside of the box on it. You know, the pickup cost me thirty thousand dollars, and I didn't want to. I didn't want to scratch the box. I didn't want to use it. I didn't use it for work. I, I owned that pickup for a few months, put on a few hundred miles, and then I sold it. Because I found out it didn't make me happy. The scripture says that, that, uh, where, where do I have this? I got it somewhere here. I got so many, I got a bunch of notes that I'll never get to tonight. But, uh, it says, a better, in, in Proverbs 15, 15, 
Better is a little, is little with the fear of the Lord, than great treasure in the trouble therewith. Better is a dinner of herbs where love is, than a stalled ox and hatred therewith. In other words, you can drive your old jalopy and live in a home where there's love, and that's better than driving a new Cummins diesel where there's just a bunch of hatred. Seth's thinking, wouldn't it be better to have it all? Yeah, just to have the whole works. Uh, there, there, there is a, you know, um, uh, I want to say hello tonight for other people. Text me, Dave and Rachel, good to have you guys listening tonight. Um, the, um, I got a pastor texting me, he said, McDonald's is the fellowship hall for many churches. That's true. I hope, I'm not preaching against McDonald's. I'm just telling you, a happy meal won't make you happy. It really won't. Look at the example of the early church. Acts chapter 8 and 8 in the, in Samaria. Philip, the evangelist, went to Samaria, and he preached. The city was converted, and it says, and there was great joy in the city. That doesn't mean that they had an economic boom or anything. Acts 13.52, it says, and the disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Ghost. There is this topic that I'm talking tonight. If you are living for God and your joy is low, I'm telling you, you're living way below what God has for you. If you're not living for God tonight and you wonder why you're you're depressed and you're miserable, you know what? I I mean, there are you know when I do this radio show, here's what I have to do because I'm a I'm the kind of preacher I don't care if you say Amen when I'm preaching, but I like to look at faces when I'm preaching. Like I'd hate to go blind because when I'm preaching, I see the strangest things in church. Like I see when people are mad at me when I say something. I see people that are in agreement with me, and it actually changes everything I preach about. When I do the radio, this is the hardest thing I do during the week because I don't see faces. Like we have rules in the station, like the guys that come here, they have to look at me and act like they're interested. That's the rules. If they're talking to each other, I'm like waving at them. Don't do that because I'm losing my, my focus. But what I do when I come in here is I imagine people that could be listening to me. And right now, I'm imagining people that are depressed that I know, that have walked away from the truth, that won't accept the truth. They're so full of pride and stubbornness that they won't accept and they won't, if it wasn't their idea, it can't be right. And now, you're looking for a pill to make you happy. Give God a try. Give surrender a try. You know, give, you know, true repentance and being filled with the Spirit of God will bring about peace and joy in your life. You know what? There is a day coming in the United States, and I'm not the only guy saying this, and I'm not trying to tell you when it's going to happen. I'm not trying to be a doomsday prophet. But this prosperity that we're having right now is not going to last for much longer. I'm predicting, and I'm not prophesying, but I'm just predicting just because I feel like I've, I, I just, I'm looking around me. I'm watching us move away from God as a nation. I'm predicting a, a huge economic problem in the United States. And I think that, that this may not be all bad. I think it could bring people back to realize 
that this carrot that's being dangled called materialism before our eyes, this carrot that's being dangled about entertainment before our eyes, this this emptiness of just sports and and movies and you know just living our lives, watch other people live their lives on reality shows, you know that this is going you know that this is a dead end street, and I'm 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 predicting that one of the great ways that revival is going to hit our nation is when some of these other false roads are going to start going away. When a good meal is going to be the highlight of your day. You know, like, that's what I preached about today. But, like, right now, a good meal. You know what? I'm not rich. I'm not a millionaire. But I could eat anything I want to after this radio show. I could go get lobster. I've never had a lobster. I don't know what how to cook a lobster. I've had I had lobster before, but I mean, I guess you got to boil it or something. I could go get a steak. I, anything I want. But there's a day coming when... Just having a good meal, just having a meal will bring you happiness and joy. The, you know, the Bible said, Paul said, there are two things that we should have and we should be content with, clothing and food. And Paul, if you're listening up there somewhere in the sky, <laughs> in North Dakota, you need a place to live too. I mean, okay, I'm going to add that to what Paul, Paul said, with food and clothing, therewith be content. In other words, if you got a place if you've got clothes on your back, and here again I'm adding to it, if you've got a place to live and you've got food, you need to be content. You know what? I'm not going to exhaust this. Uh, Seth, give us some information how people can get to our church during the week, how they can contact us. I'm going to read the rest of my um, little messages. Oh, man, there's a lot of them. Go ahead. All right. Well, we're from the New Life Pentecostal Church right here in Dickinson, North Dakota. We're located at 105 7th Avenue West. Again, that's the New Life Pentecostal Church, 105 7th Avenue West. Our next service is going to be Wednesday evening at 7.30 p.m. Uh, if you, if you like, if you need a ride and you, uh, you, you like a ride, give us a call at the church, 701-264-7862. We'd love to have you again. If you need a ride, give us a call, 701-264-7862. Or you can email us at robertsimons58 at gmail.com. Our next uh, Sunday service is going to be Sunday morning, of course, 10 o'clock a.m., Sunday school, adult and children's Sunday schools. And our worship service on Sunday mornings is 11 o'clock a.m. Again, that's the New Life Pentecostal Church. And this is the Tell Like It Is radio broadcast around every Sunday night from 8.06 to 9.06 Mountain Time. If you'd like to call us with any questions or comments you may have, you can call in studio 701-225-5133. Again, in studio 701-225-5133. Or you can text us at 701-290-7862. Or if you're out of country, uh, robertsimons58 at gmail.com. You can email us at that. Just let us know where you're listening from or how you heard about us if, if you, uh, if you would like to. Again, this is Tell Like, Tell like It Is radio broadcast here tonight with Pastor Bob Simons. And I appreciate all the communication I got tonight on the broadcast. Of course, we're winding it down now. Um, Philip texted me and said, um, so if a Happy Meal doesn't make you happy, does that mean a Big Mac doesn't make you big? <laughs> I thought that was kind of cute. But anyway, hello to Gunner tonight. Gunner, one of my favorite guys. Uh, Carl and Jeannie listening tonight. I think I might have said that already. I don't know if I did or not. But anyway, glad to have you guys in Michigan listening tonight. And um, just so many others that are listening here tonight. 
just kind of drawing us all together at the very, very end here of our broadcast that, that, um, don't, don't settle for this false peace that comes from a pill. Ephesians 5 and 18 says, Be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. And so I think what Paul was alluding to here is there is, there is a fake and there's a real. There, there's a, there's a, the opiates of this world or the alcohol of this world, the, the happy hour at the bar that, you know, when you're, if you're a drinker, you'll know what I'm saying by this. Alcohol, the high that alcohol has that makes you happy is, is maybe 15 minutes to a half an hour at the most. And after that, it just, you just get kind of tired. I mean, there's just about a 15 minute to maybe even a 45 minute of laughing and happiness and people ruin their health to try to find that little bit of joy. Paul said, don't do that, but be filled with the Spirit instead. You know, this, this, um, you know, there, there is, this program is not about trying to make you, uh, feel good about yourself, but it's about helping you to become good. Because when you become good, you'll start to feel good. See, I, I really think that there are, there are versions of Christianity that are trying to make people feel good. Like that scripture I started out with in Romans, it said that, that it is righteousness, joy, and peace. I want to propose to you that righteousness is the beginnings of joy and peace. When you start making right decisions, you automatically, there'll be joy and there'll be peace coming to you. Today at my jail ministry, a 36-year-old man told me, Pastor Bob, I've never had a job. Never had a job. I said, well, how have you made a living? He said, selling drugs. He said, I've never had a job. That's tough. You know, at 36 years old, never had a job. But I, And so, so what would I tell this man? What would I say to this man? You know what? Start doing what's right now. Start living for God now. Yeah, you missed a lot of years. You really did. But there is a joy, there is a peace that comes through the power of the Holy Ghost. And and uh and 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 this concept that I'm talking about tonight, if people would get a hold of this concept, they would be breaking down the doors of my church to get in. Because what you've been looking for in the bottle, in the illegal drug at the psychiatrist's office, at the medical doctor's office, much of what you've been looking for, God has got it. God has got what you want. When I was a drug user, when I came to God, I found out what I was looking for in in my drugs. God was the answer. I haven't been a drug user now for 38 years. You say, how can you be that? How could your sobriety be that successful? You know why? Because I found what I was looking for. You know this utopic high, this good feeling about myself, this this uh, this uh, joy, this happiness. It came when I have given my life to God, and when I see it backing away in my life, that is a sign to me that my relationship with God needs to be shored up. 
I don't care if you're in a nursing home listening to me tonight, if you don't have not one thing to be happy about, if your body's racked with pain, you can still have the joy of the Holy Ghost. My wife and I were in a visiting. We were visiting a church in California many years ago. We had taken my uncle to church with us. He wanted to go to a Pentecostal church. There was a lady there that was crippled with with um, arthritis. You know, crippling arthritis. Her she was curled up. Her hands were curled up. And when the Spirit of God began to move in that service, she began to dance before the Lord. That's probably one of the most beautiful things I'd ever seen. You see, no matter what, you could be in prison tonight listening, no matter where you're at tonight listening, it's your joy is not contingent upon your exterior circumstances. It's upon your relationship with God. Lord Jesus, tonight, as I close this broadcast, Lord, I, I, I've been reaching tonight to try to convince people, God, that their answer is not in a pill, it's not in a bottle, it's, it's not in a, in, it's not in a, uh, any type of um, you know positive thinking, but God, it, it is in you. It is in righteousness. It is in your Spirit. It's in submission. Uh, it's in repentance, surrender. God, I pray tonight that people are so sick and tired of their unhappiness that they would be willing to try what you've got. And I pray tonight in the name of Jesus that you would do a work in their lives. In Jesus' name. Thank you, folks, for listening to my ranting and raving tonight. Hopefully I didn't offend you. You know, you that are sick tonight that have to take medication, I I don't mean to offend anybody, but there is more going on here than just that. Listen next Sunday night to the next version of the Tell It Like It Is radio show starting 8.06 Mountain Time. Until then, God bless you and good night. You are my Lord.
Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.